This is episode four. Episode four of my dog's going because even though I put episode three in the description of our recording studio, (laughs) episode four of Filmaholics Entertainment Podcast. Fap, 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 fap. Exactly. <laughs> the, the lights are shining bright tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching the main the main podcast of choice for casual moviegoers. Number one in the podcast sphere. Number one in the YouTube verse when it comes to. I think we're number one in Bangladesh right now. So just want to call me crazy. But we're on the right And Spotify. <laughs> I think by the end of this video, we're going to be uploaded on Spotify, baby. We're a Spotify darling. We're official. I think we're yep. on. So I, I downloaded. Better like, watch out. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded to like ten different of the things. There's like a bunch of besides Spotify. I guess there's other sites that people go to. But we're we're officially on the podcasting index. That was the first one that I saw, which means essentially that we have. There's proof of us being a podcast, essentially. Let's go. Let's like, go. Like if we had, you, know, you need to like, yeah, besides going on YouTube, when it comes to podcasting, like just hearing our voices, there is proof. But it's uploading, it's uploading. I think by the end of this episode, hopefully by the end of the night, we're on Spotify. We're number one up there. John, you know, yeah, John can't be a see ya. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Joe Rogan, see ya. See ya. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil Hall, Pep, has entered the, Pep, 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 Pep has entered the room. Yeah, I want yep. people chanting at like like movie theaters before theaters start. Tag us on Twitter and Instagram. We're about to be an AMC. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Well, hey, you know, let's do quick intros before we. I know we decided a fun little little start to the show, but I mean, I'm here with the two and only, <laughs> the one and only, two one and onlys. We got Vu. And we got Boo Radley. Uh, boys, introduce yourselves again. Say hi to the crowd. Say hi to everybody watching all around the world. How's it going, guys? Glad to be <laughs> glad to hang out with you on a Wednesday night. Shout out to the entourage. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to the entourage. And hey, shout out to Vu's shirt. Nathan for you. Nathan Fielder. Thank you. Yep. Let's That's go. an elite shirt. Elite <laughs> shirt. Thank you. Gosh, we got to do a show. I, I think if you do a top 10 or top five episodes, you know, com- comedy shows, one of his TV mm-hmm. shows has to be on there. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. but that's how I the rehearsal was Nathan just unbelievable. A classic. Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> about how good it was. How it was a show that essentially was Nathan Fielder press upgrade. It became him essentially partially raising a kid. Like, it like, got deep, surprisingly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. That last episode was so sad. Just a great show. Um but yeah, I mean, we've got a lot on the agenda, guys, here today. So we got a couple things. Yeah. One, we got Instagram, we got Twitter. It's, it, you know, we're 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 on the we're on that social medias. We're we're gonna start doing I even thought last night we should do a quick like TikTok or YouTube short. Now now with our stream yard, it is connected to uh YouTube and we have 20 hours. So like we can if, if we're like doing live streams on YouTube, we can do up to twenty hours a month live streaming. Considering oh. just how we're recording it right now, and then we post it on YouTube. F- fun inside, in, you know, behind the scenes for those who aren't watching. 
um, are with us right now. But it's it's just it's so now it, honestly it's more advantageous for us to be streaming on YouTube live. So I think we should start doing that just for fun. See what happens. See if we can pick up a couple people. But I think that's really going to help with um, every every week, man. I'm, I live on the idea of one percent better, one percent better. Every time we go see a movie, we should do a YouTube short review, super yeah. quick, super good. Sixty seconds, I think that's the max. I don't really know. I don't really follow that kind of stuff. But just a sixty second review, Vu. I feel like Vu, you would be like prime for that. I think that could be something you'd be really good at. I don't know, but don't want to, don't want to put any work on you. I could definitely do, but I just think you'd be very good at that. I just got a TikTok, So I'm ready to, to let it fly. Oh, he's ready. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yep. Well guys, this is just going to be a good week. We've got some great entertaining topics. Um, not only do we have a lot of good entertaining topics, we're going to talk about movie news, which I was trying to think of like, we should, instead of being like, we're going to talk about movie news, we should come up with another, you know, just like Entourage, our fans, um, you know, movie news can be like, you know, let me talk to you or something like that, you know, like, uh, like, you know, which just us giving our thoughts. I think I've, I was thinking about that, like as a name for it, like the, let me Ooh, talk to I you. I like having segments. Yeah. Weekly, nice. let me talk I to like you. It, like the fireside just switches cats. things up, gives us more um, gimmicks, things like that to be, to be talking about. So I like that one a lot. Um, then we get a couple movie reviews, TV show reviews. Um, and then, you know, if we can, we are going to try to go over, uh, we're going to try to go over what are we watching? And then, you know, but we've got a secret surprise at the end. We had, we tried doing that last week. Didn't work. Maybe we'll get into this week. Just depends on timing. But, um, I think we got a lot of fun topics here today. So, you know what? We're live. We're ready to rock. And, uh, Hey, I'm excited. So, all right, let's start. Let me talk to you segment. And then I create music as well too. But gentlemen, we have our lowest lane in Superman. I can't. Believe, I, you know what? That's it, a lowest lane in Superman. We're 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 very progressive, um, and especially. I mean, that's comic books in general. But you know, the Hollywood Reporter has reported, and this was reported yesterday. Even though my sources are telling me this this was essentially a lot of first in yeah in April. I confirmed this, this last week. week. <laughs> Yeah, I confirmed this. Didn't want to be that guy, of course. But my sources, I can't tell you who they are, but they seem to know their shit. And essentially what the pot, what this says is we know it's now going to be Corn Cob. Oh, wait. No, not Corn Cob. What's his damn name? <laughs> Just had to get cheesy. Corn Sweat. Name it all on the spot. David Corn Sweat. David Corn Sweat and Rachel Brosnahan of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Is that correct? Funny thing is, I've never heard of any of these people. I think it is. I think that was the Same. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they wanted to make it to where I mean, I, if I remember, I don't know who Henry Cavill was back in 2013, 2012 when it was announced. That's also fair. I think I agree with you. And I like that. I like that idea a lot. You don't always want, yep. but I mean, at the same time with Batman, with with um, Christian Bell, he was well known. But you know, after a lengthy search, the article of the Hollywood goes in this like oh. this, and then I'll, I'll give you guys. Oh, sorry, were you saying Vu? Little delay on this oh, end today. Nothing. How about this? I'm gonna go over this. Yeah. I'm gonna go into this one first, Vu, just because we have a little delay with you. We're gonna have you. We're gonna give your thoughts first after I finish off reading this. That sound good? <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. All right. After a lengthy search, David Corn Sweat 
and Rachel Brosnahan will star on Superman Legacy. The film will launch DC's new universe under the writer-director Gunn and his DC studio co-boss Peter Safran. They go on to say that apparently there were screen tests during the June 17th weekend. I don't really believe it. Whatever. Um, my 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 sources don't believe it either. Um, but yeah, they're going to be. They you know there was many multiple people to play in contention for Superman and Clark Kent. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, these two, which I, you know, I just think when you were looking into the news, these two are going to be the main ones for it. Um, yeah, I mean, in this article goes, few roles are as coveted or come with as much pressure as Superman. And I completely think that's a great point. Vu, what are your thoughts on Superman? Before we dive into this, how important of a selection, and then Brad, I want you also to kind of follow this too, but how important of a selection is this? for DC to start off with somebody like Superman. I feel like Superman has been kind of on the back burner when in reality it really should be your tentpole. You know what I mean? It should be the Batman even before Batman, I would say, when it comes to the world of, of Superman. So, Vu, what are your thoughts on this? Just also what are your yeah. thoughts and what do you expect maybe with Superman in the future? So, yeah, I totally agree. You would think that Superman's kind of the alpha of the Justice League, right? Like, he's the guy. He's the leader of the group. I know Batman's up there, too, but I think Superman kind of, as far as superpowers go, even, sets the tone for the rest of the universe, you know? I think he's definitely yeah. one of the more well-known superheroes, neither Marvel or DC. So this is very important, and I think this is going to be the cornerstone of the future of the DC cinematic universe, or the Gunverse, I should say. So this is very important. So hopefully it all pans out. Yeah, Brad, adding and adding to that man. I mean, he he brings up a great point that it's the most. He's probably the most important superhero in the DC universe. We've gone Batman, but I mean, I'd say I mean, you got. I think it's safe to say Superman's the most important superhero in the history of the world. I love that take. Like he is the most well known. He was on what Action Fifty Two Comics or whatever, like the most valuable comic book. Like the man has history. Uh -oh. <laughs> Vu's Vu has dropped. Oh, Vu's dropped. But my, but I'm still going. I'm still going. Yep, yep. Don't stop. Just means you, me, you, more you time. It's more me time. You're right. You're right. But no, he's <laughs> got to be like the most important historically, which makes it the most pressured movie to succeed. Because this is, like you said, gonna launch DC's new universe. And they're trying to compete against Marvel, which has changed the face of franchises and multiverses and, mm -hmm. you know, marketing and everything. So I, I'm i sure the bosses behind DC and everyone that's put money into this is like, it's essentially a gun to James Gunn's heads. Like, this needs to succeed because we have put way too much in this. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, if you think about it, why maybe Marvel started off so easy or started off so well last time was they had Tony Stark, Iron Man. You know, it was a very uh, down to earth, kind of more of a uh, boots on the ground uh, movie. And this fact that he was, and it was realistic. So it was him, you know, being, um, I think he was just like an arms dealer selling to like the Middle East, getting stuck in a cave there. And that's how he essentially became Iron Man. I think it started off, if you would have started off with somebody like, even like Captain America. I don't know if it necessarily does that same thing because um, it's just a little too unrealistic in a way. And, it, and I, when you look at with DC, the problem is that their number one superhero is Superman. Now, am I going to be putting $250 million to get Superman from saving a cat out of a tree? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's difficult. It's like, 
it's like what do you do what what do you do with something like because you can't make it too unrealistic in a way like the i'd say even man of steel one i think it's super underrated i loved it it's one of my favorite dc movies out of the entire last 15 well not 15 years i mean 10 12 i still remember the trailer in the dark knight rises um movie theater for that funniest statement of all time they're showing this trailer and it was very dramatic and some guy yells i find this hard to masturbate to just yells <laughs> we all just start free i just loved it um <laughs> But it seemed like it was produced by Christopher Nolan. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're getting a we're getting a Superman Dark Knight type of movie. And we didn't get that. And I think if they can do something very similar to how Christopher Nolan did it with uh, you know, with the Dark Knight in a way with Superman, you know, make it like that. But how how do you do that? Do you guys have any ideas how you would do that as a Superman? I mean, you don't want it to be too unrealistic with the destroying towns. It looks like a Dragon Ball Z anime. You know what I mean? You gotta I mean, be. You bring up a great point, and I think you like also need to realize, you know, like Iron Man, no expectations, no pressure. <laughs> People didn't even know what it would turn into, that's and that's point. kind of the issue with DC lagging behind. Is there's so much expectation and pressure that like this is going to kick off a multi-movie TV, you know, merchandise whole world, and so it's just such a different. It, it's just playing catch up, and that's that has to be difficult to do. Yeah, and Vu, yeah, I don't I know if the you, expectations do you, do you... are a lot higher. Keep going, Vu. I love it. Am I lagging still? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you are a little bit. Maybe, maybe try, um, maybe try turning the camera off. See if that does anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reset. Yeah. It's all the smoke in the Midwest. What about now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Let's exactly. see. Vu. All right. Hey, all right. Is it... hey, Vu, can you hear me? Yeah. Is this better? <laughs> I. Well, let's try it out. But, Vu, give me your thoughts on what, what, what Brad and I said. And if you need a little bit of a recollection or, you know, if we need to go redo what we said, essentially, we can tell you. But what are your thoughts? I mean, we just we were talking about the pressure behind all of it. Brad made a great point. Yeah, there, there's pressure behind DC with – the failed success and just you're competing against Marvel who's just had success after success, you know, just the pressure behind it, we were saying, and just like how, you know, you can learn from the mistakes, things like that. Keep going. Yeah. There, there's huge pressure here. And I think that's what worked for Iron Man is that there was definitely less pressure. If you think about it, what was it? 20 years ago when, is that when the original Iron Man came out? Um, Close. Iron Man wasn't not. Yeah. Iron Man wasn't a big name in the superhero world it's just what the marvel had rights to at the time mm -hmm. so that's why you know they kind of launched that after the hulk but here you know superman guns blazing is a big name this is what's going to reset the universe the first movie to do so so yeah a lot of pressure here and it's coming in 2025 in, in dc yeah, and mm -hmm. it's coming in 2025. The Marvel movies that are coming out in 2025, I think it's like the Kang Dynasty, or at least it was supposed to, or like Secret Wars. So it's releasing at a time when Marvel's definitely going to be putting out probably its best work. And at probably, if I had to assume just the way the track record's going, it's going to be its best work since Endgame, maybe, or, you know, since Black Panther, you know, whatever, you know, consistent good work, I would say. I actually really liked Black Panther. Um, I thought that was that seemed really good. And then, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll see what the future holds. But, no, it's definitely something where um, it's just important. And I think at the same time, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, 
I, who do we look at Superman's main villains? It's Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor. Zod. You got Zod. You got Doomsday. Doomsday. You got Brainiac. Is that correct? Brainiac. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So that's so we've already seen all four of them in in the the last few you know Snyder films. Um, how do you change that up? Because I feel like even Doomsday was a very much a comic. Uh, it was comically a very good version of that of that of his character. I feel like well, except in the comics, I think he actually truly kills Superman. I, I I'm sure they bring him back. I didn't. I just know I have. I saw the comic cover of the death of Superman. It's like the number one comic of all time. I think correct. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah. So like Lex Luthor one, we know, you know, you really can only go up from Lex Luthor, I would say, as a character. And they brought and bring this up too, that there's now down to about three characters. And that's our next topic as well. We could just we could just mosey on into that as well here. But I mean, you know, let's bring it into that. So we're next topic is that essentially that Superman's Lex Luthor is down to two. And I actually in my inside sources are saying it's three. Somebody who was actually being looked at for Superman is Nicholas Holt, as possibly mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. And then the brothers who come from from uh, who's the main bad in, in Dune? What's his name again? Uh, he was the uh, Baron Harkonnen. Yes, Baron Harkonnen, Mister Skarsgård, Bill, and oh God, the Succession guy. I don't Alexander. Have Alexander yep. Tarzan, the the uh, and the Northmen. The Northmen, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you really can go up from this character, and really just saying the article says this is just down to those three. I think all three are great options. All I've never really seen Nicholas Holt as a villain, but God, I mean, you're looking at it. You're looking at, you know, you're looking at the biggest asshole in Succession <laughs> in Alexander Skarsgård. I mean, out of the two, who do you guys pick? Give me your choice. Ooh, and if it's Nicholas Holt, like- give me Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I, I could I could see either. You know, Nicholas Holt was great in the menu. I loved his character there. And then, yeah. you know, Skarsgård is Matson, you know. Everybody's lovable douchebag on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, lovable. That's a That's a It kind of depends on what kind of Lex Luthor you want. Like do you want a scary Lex Luthor, then you got to go Bill. But if you want like ripped sexy like Super smart and super sexy. You gotta go, Alexander. Right. Yeah, Bill, I, man, I just... like the uh, Jesse Eisenberg as the last Lex Luthor, right? He was the last. Yeah, Luthor. that was a wild card for sure. Did you? Did you? Yeah, you I guys didn't like him. him? I kind of really? hate him. What? What did you hate? <laughs> That's not Lex Luthor. This guy's like oh, the Superman. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna stab him. Oh my gosh. And the world's going to crawl. Like being the fucking modern day, like Nepo, Nepo kid to me is not a good villain. I want the one from the the TV shows from somebody who actually was like, I want calm, cool and collected. Gotcha. Right. Somebody gotcha. who you could believe taking out Superman and or Batman. I mean, if you ask me, Lex Luthor, if you're going to create a new justice, League, needs to be the main front again. Hell, I think they almost just got to recreate everything Zack Snyder did. Just redo it, man. Because I think they had some good bones to it. And that could be controversial. I mean, you know. I I think the money speaks for itself, too. Yeah. It wasn't there. Wasn't there. And, of course, don't actually copy and paste. But I I just think in reality, Lex Luthor is – there's a reason why he's been the guy for years and years and years. And and it seems like this was the one that really seemed to fuck up his character. 
whereas nobody else has really done it. I mean, whatever, you know, whoever you, you think, I guess, but I don't know. There's a reason why the, the characters of DC are the best compared to Marvel. They would a lot of people would say, especially villains, villains, DC has 10 legs over Marvel in the comics. They got a great villain cast. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Brad, give me your thoughts. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you, you, you want, you want Bill or do you want Alex and what, what kind of, what kind of, I guess, uh, what kind of Lex Luthor are you looking for? Vu, same with you after that. I think I go Alexander. Give me, give me Lex Luthor. Who's got a six pack smart as hell, confident as hell, just like a true, you know, conniving alpha, scary businessman that can take the fucking Superman who is, almost unstoppable in almost every sense but this mm-hmm. man is able to like combat him and that's i think with the jesse eisenberg it's like i just don't see how this guy can go head to head with cavill as superman i just right tough even to with even with kryptonite i wouldn't have been able to like he just seemed like... whiny and yeah that's yeah. what I loved about him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but then let's. I want to hear who, who's your who's your ideal, I guess, character when it comes to uh, Lex Luthor. I think it would be Skarsgård in this run, but I just want to take it back a little bit. So I know take you mentioned back. that. Yeah, I know you mentioned that DC is legs above Marvel for villains, but I feel like you know we're getting the same villains recycled. You know, the Snyderverse. Um, Nolan's universe with the Joker, and now we have the Joker now. What other villains are there? Like, what is the Thanos of the DC universe? Dark side, dark side. Dark side okay, sure. dark side for sure. But here's the thing: before Thanos, Thanos, Thanos was such a a god compared to the world. But I mean, you know, I think when you look at DC, Loki was like an unexpected surprise of a good villain for the movies. I don't know how high LP is actually in the comics. Um, Not very. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut you off. I mean, who who else would you say when it comes to? D- I mean, give me your. Th- I mean, there's a. Give me your thoughts. You've read the comics. You've you know who who else are good slash what what makes there's a reason why Joker is one A and Lex Luthor maybe one B. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's just my thoughts. What do you What do you think, Brad? I think it's interesting because the villain conversation with DC has to center around Batman villains, because those. Let me just say them off the top of my head, and then the and then everyone else is gonna be like, who else has villains? I mean, you have Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, Scarface, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Scarecrow. The Riddler. Like, I could go on and on and on and on. And, and then you're like, okay, who does Superman have? Like, okay, Lex Luthor, maybe Doomsday. I mean, Darkseid is more of a Justice League kind of as a group. But like, it's definitely, it's kind of like Super, or Spider-Man and Batman. Like, Marvel Spider-Man has, like, you know, the big Lock, yeah. villains that you know about. And Batman mm-hmm. for DC has the big villains that you know about. And then the others, you know, they have... Obviously, you know, maybe one big one, one important one. So to to Vu's point, I mean, it's kind of true that they kind of keep recycling because when you don't have the ability to use just a Batman one, you're kind of scrambling for, you know, who are you going to use that people will know about and care about? I think also with that Marvel 
uses D-list villains in movies, mm-hmm. we you use them and then you forget them. I think that's one of the big, and that's one of the biggest things about you know Marvel. And I even say what some people would say is one thing that's been good about these these new Justice League movies, or just the entire Zack Snyder saga was the villains were actually good in there. Whereas there's so many villains who the who okay we had who was uh, you know Doctor Strange's villain. Who was the first? Who was the first villain for Guardians of the Galaxy? You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it, it becomes a, a thing. Where, you mm-hmm. know, like I they think D-list villains and they use them so well. I think to just enhance so the storyline. Well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like your opinion on that. What do you think? What do you think so well about a lot of these? Uh, name five uh, villains besides Thanos <laughs> in, in, in Marvel. <laughs> So I think like even starting in Iron Man 1, they use, you know, Jebediah, uh, Tony Stark's counterpart at Stark Industries just to enhance the storyline and a, show show the production of the suits even. I wouldn't put Jebediah up there with, even with goddamn. I, I'm just saying <laughs> they use their D-list villains well to progress yeah. the stories. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I guess I would put this, how about this, Vu? I think you bring up a good point. It seems like it's rinse and repeat because we, I mean, DC, you know, it, it seems like DC has not been able to find their footing. Marvel did the unthinkable. We talked about this last week. There's never been a, 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 a franchise that's been able to put in 50, or God damn it, not 50 movies, but 20, well, close to maybe, 20, um, 20 years of, of an entire series that led up to a culmination point. So you had 20 years of literally only being able to use one character, maybe a few times, but then once you use it, they're done, and then you don't see him ever again. DC, because there has been no consistency, whereas Dark Knight series from 2005 to 2013, you know, that, that they use their villains, and then from 2013 to, well, now ended in 2023 for 10 years, you know, I feel like we didn't get to see a lot of success with them, maybe. And, and you know, there's not as many as movies, so, you know, since there's so few of these, you know, I, that's what I mean is, like, there's so much untapped potential, I guess, maybe with them still at the same time, even though we have seen a lot of them. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say there. I don't know. I feel like I kind of lost yep. my train of thought. Oh yeah. They have, it hasn't been successful. So you still got opportunity to, you know, reuse recycle, but in a new way, yeah. a way that yeah. audience cares about a Gosh, lot more I mean, stories. We, to we still haven't even seen like Sinestro. From Green Lantern, we ha- which that's like that's Green Lantern's like main villain, correct? Yep. Yeah, we haven't seen the new version of Ragul. Oh, Deathstroke. Um, Bane has been a, the only version we've seen of Bane was great. I would love to see him in a new universe. You know, it's been mm-hmm. since 2012. I mean, it's been over 11 years at this point. 13 by the time Superman's out. Um, Brainiac. You know what I mean? God, there are so many flipping villains that that I'm like. This is crazy that we can't get anybody to seem to write a damn good movie. <laughs> I totally agree. I'm getting pissed. Somebody, somebody, take this, take this uh, thought and end it for me, and then we'll move on to the next one. But any, any James last- Gunn is going to take it, and he will succeed. Because if yeah. he doesn't, then DC's done. I mean, that are they done though? It's, it's probably like, not, but I mean, no, but like, God, it's gonna look what is, so what, bad. Let's see about this. What happens if they fuck up again? <laughs> they try again in five years. 
five, ten years, just restart it. You just keep trying until you succeed. Yeah. Do you just start using AI versions of the old actors and I don't want to live in that world because DC deserves better. Like the content is there, the quality of the comic is there. And that was my only thing about about James Gunn was that he is kind of an indie lover of of uh of of just like superheroes do you guys know what i'm trying to say by that like like he was brought in for the guardians of galaxy just because he's kind of a dorky he's got his own style and man i would not want to which that i think the last problem was zach Snyder had he was pretty much a guy tasked with running the entire new universe together and that's not what we wanted we you know marvel had this director this director this director this director and they all had ideas that seemed to flow together i don't know I don't think it's going to be like that. I think James Gunn's just going to start it off. But, I mean, what do you think are some keys to success for DC? And then we can move on. Sorry, I just think this is such a great idea here. Vu, you start off. What do you think are some keys for, for, for DC to succeed um, in this new phase going on, just so we don't have a repeat? Oh, man. I just think a good storyline, one that's able to arc in the rest of the DC universe and set this up well for future movies to come and future heroes and villains to come as well, something to set the tone. Like how Iron Man did for Marvel, essentially. Yeah, Brad, what do you think? Yeah, I think just like come at it with respect and come at it with like the top dogs, you know, whoever these executives are. Like I want their hands out of it. Because I feel like that's when you fail is when you get these big wigs who can make the decisions even though they have no artistic ability or direction. Like let the people, let James Gunn just like, do what he truly thinks will succeed and give it a chance. Yeah. Pay the writers, pay the writers, pay the writers. Hey, give, give, us, give us great writing. Give us, give us, I want people like James Mangold, you know, directing this. You know, I want creative film. people involved. I want, I don't want business suits involved. Mm-hmm. I want Denis Villeneuve. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I want him doing a Superman movie in the future, maybe, or, or, Better yet, Green Lantern. Completely change the scope. You know what I mean? Like, take some risks. Not every movie has to be. That's one thing with Marvel is every movie's the same. It seems yeah. like. Dun, 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 dun. Get take some, some risks. Take some risks. Take a little bit more artistic, you know, liberties with it. Maybe make one movie that's, a, you know, exciting. Maybe not made for children because it's a little, like, goes over their head a little boring like you know what i mean kind of like a dune style superhero movie is something dune is essentially a superhero movie you know what i mean i'd love, not... to, I'd love to see the dc universe experiment with like a bunch of different genres yeah oh like i want a dc horror movie that the swamp the swamp uh swamp thing swamp thing that's what that's what that's supposed to be Her, give me a musical yeah well i mean that's what i'm hearing also for uh the, oh, the joker God. The Joker oh. too. Love yeah, it. take some liberties. You know what? Bring back Christopher Nolan for a, for a Superman movie. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? That really would be insane. <laughs> I'd see if I had to make a prediction, guys. I wrote a prediction list. I think he will he will direct a Superman movie in the future. Whew, I'm getting you heard it <laughs> I know. Think about breaking that. news. Breaking news, guys. <laughs> Hans that's- Zimmer composing it. Uh, duh. Yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> uh, duh. Yes. Hans Zimmer's produced, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's writing the score for it. Uh, bring in some of the best writers. You know what I mean? Like 
I want I want David Cronenberg coming in for some of these. You know what I mean? We want to put respect on some of these names, and of course, come with some new people as well. I think there's a lot of new directors who are truly. I mean, that's something Marvel really did well. You got to do the same thing. I think you got to get these. You know, give these guys of uh, the the creative liberty they deserve. Give them the creative. Uh, you know, just let's let's truly this. If I were DC, there's no there's no other way. This is it. You have to succeed. You have to. You have to. You can't lose the Marvel anymore. And I think that elevates Marvel as well. Because actually, I think Marvel's hoping this happens too. You know what I mean? When, when, you're, when you're the top dog and you're doing everything, you don't know what's happening. I mean, Marvel had to compete at the beginning with the Dark Knight. An insane trilogy. That. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it Co- back. Competition to results in good quality. Exactly. exactly. This, maybe exactly. this will make Marvel better, you know? I hope. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping, man. Oh my God! All right. Well, hey, thank God we're uh, took us 32 minutes to get to subject three. <laughs> um, <laughs> but hey, that's why we're here, and I think this is a good conversation, guys. So I, I, uh, I thought that was great. I think that God, every week we seem to add new layers to this whole DC. I think I think we're just pumped. So, yeah. all right. Next subject is. Let me bring it up. So Star Wars next movie, the Ray Saga, the new Ray Saga. So essentially, it'll be chapters ten through twelve. Will no longer be attached to the uh, George Lucas trilogy or just George Lucas universe and world. I mean, of course, there's going to be you know nuances that things they might have to bring in. Uh, will no longer be connected to it. And I'm also reading. I didn't put this in here that this movie will be uh, will you will be in the same realm of using things from the James Mangold Star Wars, uh, that great, that the, 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 the idea of the, um, the force movie I was talking to you guys about last week, about how it's going to bring it back to essentially the beginning. It's going to be, what did I, it's like a biblical epic is how I described it. Is that what it was? Yeah. So no longer are we going to be getting it back to, you know, Luke Skywalker is gone. All these people got, it's going to be essentially a new realm for Star Wars, which I think hopefully is them being like, new creative ideas essentially what we're talking about with with dc you know how we want more just creativity get out of the realm you know things like that new new cool things um, was that the expectation that ray would get another trilogy be involved in another trilogy i didn't, you know, didn't that. know that did no. you not know that yeah so the movies that were announced were a trilogy with ray a uh movie to finish off like the um the the Mandalorian slash all those characters together. That's gonna be a movie, the one movie to end that. And then the new James Mangold film, which is gonna be essentially the beginning of the New Republic slash um the beginning of the Jedi Order. Or not the Jedi Order, but the beginning of the Force. You know what I think would be cool is if they did what George did right away. He did episode four. You know, that was the first movie, episode four. They should yeah. do that. They should do like another jump. Cause I don't know. I'm just kind of tired. Like we're still going on with Skywalker stuff. Like I know, Ray, I know, man. You know, Luke Skywalker's gone, but like, it's just like, come on, you're just stretching it out to take my money. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, it says right here, you know what? What it says right here. I'm reading this is that, um, you know, a continuation of her story was inevitable, albeit happening sooner than expected. A rebuilding of the Jedi Order again is the natural next step for both the character and the franchise. Uh, what's more important than anything is that Lucasfilm not lose sight of central tenets and themes of Star Wars. Lucas is the heart of the franchise and he always will be. The sequels were ironically derivative of the original films. You know what I mean? What we talked about. There's no real difference. 
um, resulting in creators' criticism for not doing anything new. Lucasfilm now has a blank slate to ju- do just that. And the next Star Wars movie can honor Lucas by moving on from his central storyline. You can't say that and then have Ray be a trilogy. <laughs> I know. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's... Like, is John Boyega going to be in it again? Yeah, if he's in it, if, if they're the Force Ghost, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I, I kind of like it. I, yes, when I first heard that, I didn't like it. And here are the other ideas, Brad and, and Boo. I don't know if you guys heard this. They originally were trying to get Catherine Mirren. Do you guys know that actress? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's kind of, that? A straight gilf. Uh, <laughs> straight gilf. Um Google her. She's she's in a lot of movies, but they wanted her to essentially be like Ray at like 90, 80, 70 years old. So they want to give it a bit of a of a, a, a different distance. I think what they the, the point of this and what they're trying to say is Disney wants it to be. I think Disney needs to be like, how can we make a movie that will make a billion dollars? They could do that by putting in the Jet GPT. Boom! They got they can make that artificial script, anything like that, and we're all going to complain and bitch. No, people aren't going to movie theaters anymore just for the name. And I guess we could say that, oh, Avatar. Nobody, everyone saw Avatar, you know, it was the same movie, essentially. And what it, I'm trying to say. It was aesthetically pleasing. It was groundbreaking in its visuals. Yes, you're right. It had right. something, at least. Yes, you're right. I apologize. I did, I, <laughs> I, I did that incorrectly. But what I mean, guys, is I think it just, it's, it's, we're essentially what they're trying to say, and we can, take it to the bank is that we're done with the Luke, the Luke Skywalker saga. We're done with what we saw when we, when our parents were 20 years old and what we were, you know, we were three years old watching those old VHS tapes. You know what I mean? It's done. And I think, I mean, I, 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 I'm just excited about what to see the future is. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts about this? You know, do you guys like the idea that they're going back to creating almost like kind of a new future, like no more the old past there's going to be connected movies, but it's going to be the original. Like it's going to be, you know, of course the same character because they got to put somebody out there that we all know. It, you, you could take a risk and try to do something new, but that's more of a Disney. They don't have, they don't want to take that risk. So I think it's not the worst thing in the world. I know where you're coming from, but they're coming from new lore. It seems like rebuilding the Jedi order. It's essentially like beginning the Jedi order back in the day. So I don't know. What do you guys think about this? My just quick thoughts, just, I don't know. I just feel like the more things get done with Star Wars and call me an old head or someone, but like it just seems to lose its muster. I don't know. Okay. It's like it's diluting the the coolness that it had. I agree with that. A, now it's just a money making property, which again, you know, Disney owns it, so I get it. I like yeah. that point. Vu, keep going. Add, a, add to that, and I'm going to bring it yeah. back. Yeah. I guess, you know, where it differs from like comic books is that, you know, there's no there's no comic books to go off of. There's no scripts, no books or anything. They're they're fresh slate completely. They can do literally whatever they want. So that's exciting if the creativity is there and it gives us something new and interesting. Um but I wasn't the biggest fan of Ray in the last trilogy. So and I were you guys at all? Didn't blow me away. Walker, I would say I was a pretty, I was an all right fan. Yeah. So hopefully the character improves, gives us more to digest, I guess. I will say this. I remember leaving that second movie and being like, wow, this is great. I, and I'm a fan of the second movie. I love the second movie. I thought Ryan Johnson did a great job, even though he was hated because it was just, he took a lot of risks, which me as a fan wanted. I want risks. 
Fuck with the people on Twitter saying. Fuck with the people who are complaining about. Don't listen to the the, the loud minority. I would say take the risk. Just put us on a – I think we all had our fun. Now take us on a new journey. Take us on a new route. I want. I don't want ABC. I want A D C B W Q. If that makes sense to you guys. Yep. Um, yeah. Totally agree. You brought a good point. It's not cool anymore. Man, yeah. was Star Wars cool, man. Yep. Go off script. You know. Now is your time. There's nothing else to follow. And Vu, you, 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 Vu, you watched uh, the, you watched the Clone Wars. Is that correct? Yeah, I watched a lot of it, and was I there, really, enjo- I really enjoyed it. So. What, I know what were some things about there. the Clone Wars that you liked? So let's think about this. Well, you know, why, why did, because there's a big following between the Clone Wars. Was it maybe the things that we didn't know about Star Wars? Was it maybe the, the, the adventures that weren't, you know, what we're used to? Or, you know, what were some things about the Clone Wars and maybe why we like the Mandalorian that you would say is they could bring into this new series? I think what made the Clone Wars so successful is that it was a kid's show, but they were to, able to take beloved characters from the original trilogy or i guess you know one two and three and expand on those characters and give us like a behind the scenes look of why things happened the way they did between episodes two and three so it gave us more more content and a more a better explanation behind what happened and i think you know i don't know how they can replicate that in the future but those stories were great I don't know. Did you, did you guys watch that at all? I never did. I never did either. Uh, Vu, next question. Did they ever bring up any sort of – did they ever bring up any sort of about the lore, the force, you know, things like that? Did they ever do it? You know, we got a touch of it in the second one where we went to go see Luke Skywalker. But, I mean, was there anything about that in there? Not that I remember at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think – Okay, also, I did hear something about this that they might have, um, or not, I guess, no, it was a different movie. Um, I do have another question. I'm just blanking out right now. Brad, do you have anything to add while I think about this next question? I mean, what do you guys think about them? Have you guys heard of the New Republic or the old, sorry, the Old Republic games? The Knights of yeah, the Yeah, I watched Republic? my brother play them growing up. Same, same. I used to watch all the YouTube. Some of the greatest storylines in Star Wars, I think, come from that. It's there's some amazing things you can come from with that. Um, like the potential is there i guess it's kind of like you know dc like take risks yeah do something unique do something fun Mm -hmm. i think what this summer is showing people is that mediocrity can't get you there anymore unless you're unless you're a, a movie that has been released in 40 years which would be the super mario brothers um but half baked movies movies that that you know aren't going to bring in these people i mean transformers I think has more legs than the flash and it was released a week before the flash. You know what I mean? And it's because it's a decent movie. It's not like, it's not like watching those old James Bay movies. You know what I mean? In the flash, I think everything preceding it just really fucked it. Um, no matter how good it is. Cause I actually really liked it. Vu really liked it. So in, in the, I think everyone knows it's the end of DC and it's like, wow, what's going on? But Ezra, whatever. That's like, that's something that I don't know. It's it's hard to compare that, but if you look but, at movies, but I like what you're saying though that like mediocrity won't cut anymore. Like that's good. Yeah. As a viewer, we want that. Yeah. If I had to make a prediction, if we get another, you know, movie similar that's not a big difference from Avatar two, people aren't going to go. I think Avatar three is going to be a flop. 
and you look and at the good. people who are willing That's, to box. That out. would be perfect. Yeah. It and would show that we finally have power. Yeah. People are going to, the, I mean, we, we, who, what are movies that have really kind of surprised people? I would say are like Creed had a really good, uh, a, a good um, showing considering where it was at and still, and maybe we aren't, we aren't away from the pandemic still when it comes to going back to movies. Like we used to think we thought it was, I mean, gosh, there may not be another billion dollar film outside of super Mario bros rest of the year. If it's not Dune. I, you know what I mean? Which I was looking it up. Do you know how much money Dune One made? Blew my mind. It wasn't a lot. It was only like four hundred million, right? Yeah, four hundred million. Yeah, I couldn't oh, believe geez. it. Yeah, and that's and that was that was in the heart of heart of of pandemic. That is true, and it did I go pretty. That. I think it went it was, pretty quickly to HBO Max. Yeah, it, day day and day release. Yeah. So it was released. I remember I watched it in IMAX, and then I and then I on that later that night I watched it on the TV. <laughs> my favorite scenes. You spent five hours on Dune in one day. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I fell asleep. So probably about an hour. Right when to get to the dinner. The dinner movies part. are fun. <laughs> movies are fun. Yeah, call me crazy, but movies are fun. We, I wanted to bring that up at the beginning. Damn it. I fucked up. Um, Vu, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, God dang it. I'm on a long tangent here, but what are your thoughts on the Star Wars just – Again, we can keep. Do you guys feel like we, we keep going with this, or you know, is, do you guys have, have anything else to add to it? Essentially, my last statement probably. I just agree with Brad. It's gotten boring. You know, it's we want the old stuff back. I guess I agree. The old stuff in the sense of we want I'm an episode maybe... one through three guy. If that. <laughs> so okay, that's a good thinking. You want the old stuff, and the problem with the new stuff is it was a copy and paste from the old stuff. So you, what you're trying to say is you want a new, new, new old stuff, aka a new, new old stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Make that confusing. Yeah. This, 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 that. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, that's how we should be on Twitter. We we were like, I want new, new old. Yeah. <laughs> Not the old, so, new, new. <laughs> that's my thing the new new old we're, we're, that's what we're gonna say we're gonna call it the new new, new old, old. <laughs> <laughs> put it on a t-shirt i want I new it. new old star wars damn it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome man that's great okay cool um well hey i think we got gosh we got a little bit more time we can go to i just looked at this thing we actually have two hours now so we can take we got we can do whatever we want so we got we definitely have enough time to move on to our last topic of the day is, well, we don't have to go through it. Just, guys, the Flash bombed. We're not surprised. DC's moving. I think, I mean, what if you guys give me a quick rundown why you guys think it bombed and we can move on to some better things. I haven't seen it, but all, all I'll say is bad vibes. Why, you, have, why haven't you seen it? Why haven't you seen it? Because it was on your list. It was on my list, yeah. I, uh... I think that's very telling. I just don't – it doesn't have the pull to bring me out to, like, really go out of my way. Okay. Like, I plan on seeing it, but, like, from what I've been hearing and, like, the Ezra Miller bad vibes going before, like, I don't know. Just – I didn't have, like, the whole shit. Like, I need to fucking see this movie now. It was more if, like, if this, well, if this when movie I'm had free. been released in 2008, would you have seen it? Considering that it's not part of a whole big universe, it's just the idea For of – For sure. Flash. I love The Flash. The Flash – 
to me is just cool. Like, like I run super fast. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Who doesn't want to run fast? Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a very good point. I've always, what, Vu, what are you thinking? What's your thoughts behind this as well? Why maybe they bombed? Yeah, I think the whole Ezra Miller off-screen debacle and, you know, social media didn't love that and kind of trashed Vu, this Fun fact, Vu had no idea about this, this whole, yeah. uh, whole Ezra Miller. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he just got kicked out of a bar for being too drunk and then everybody got mad. <laughs> I did not realize everything. Little to his did. surprise, Ezra Miller's <laughs> grooming people. <laughs> yeah, I literally called yeah. Kevin after the movie and I was like, yeah, I thought it was really good, but Kev filled me in. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, this Ezra guy I can invite you over for a dinner. I'm like, all right. No, I'm kidding. Ooh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with this whole Ezra Miller off-screen debacle and then, you know, people obviously having a strong stance on that and taking to social media to kind of trash the movie, I think it's deterred a lot of people. And, you know, I think a lot of people may be just waiting to see it on Max when it comes out for free with their yeah. subscription, you know. There's not that big of a, a rush or an urgency to get into the theaters for this one from a lot of people. I think. And I wonder with DC, if there's just any hesitance to just wait till there's any word of mouth momentum, because they've just been hurt by DC for a couple movies now. They do have a very bad rap, so that doesn't help either. Yeah. I would also add this. I think there were two things that are hurting. One, when you guys bring it back, I'll start with you guys bringing it back to word of mouth. There was no word of mouth after. Yeah, we got, you know, there's an ending that's pretty cool. But I feel like there was another thing that went into it that that then I was going to put as my second point is the idea that it was so overhyped. Calling yeah. it one of the best DC movies, DC, um, or one of the best comic book movies of all time. Calling it, I, saw, I heard that and I go, okay, so if it's going to be, and people were describing, and then I saw the reviews and they're describing it as very similar to, you know, uh, No Way Home. And I'm thinking, well, are they going to bring Christian Bale back? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it set this expectation for me is when he didn't show up, I was a little disappointed and that's on me. That's, but also at the same time, you know what? Because of that, my that's partially on them. Mm-hmm. I bet you if they didn't announce Michael Keaton would be in it, like those kinds of like, whoa moments, I bet you more people would have gone. Yeah, I also think You're he like, didn't choke bitch, and then he also didn't uh, feel, <laughs> feel shit. I think he, the reason he had to come, like, there had to be another factor, I think, maybe. There had to be a yeah. Christian game. There had to be a Henry Cavill, even though they were done. And, you know, they also said that this is supposed to be James Gunn, and I think James Gunn is just trying to save his ass because right now they're just waiting to get onto the new universe. James Gunn said this is supposed to reset the whole DC universe. Yeah, which I did not feel at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. yeah, Brad, I won't I won't ruin it for you. It doesn't feel like it does. And there were some other scenes apparently that they had other shot scenes that they just didn't put in the movie that may have done a better job of, of, of doing that. Because originally DC wanted to just be essentially redo this, like redo the entire, you know, Snatterverse, but keep it in that universe. And they decided to go with this, and that's fine. I mean, of course, things change. You know, uh, Henry Cavill says he's back, and then he says he's gone. Things like that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. All I know is that it's uh, there were some great things about it, great movie still. I think I really liked it. Didn't live up to the expectation, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Any other thoughts, guys, before we move on? Fingers crossed for James Gunn. 
Yeah. You know, I think we're ready. I'm excited. Ready, guys. Yeah, I am too. No, I really am. I mean, we've given two episodes of our four. this. <laughs> 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 We did have one more, and it was uh, the Universal Universal Studios. Uh, God, bring it back to Warner Brothers. So Universal Studios, Disney, Marvel, and Sony will be at Comic-Con. Uh, can Warner Brothers completely win this year? Because they're, they're the only ones there. I'm hearing that they're going to be giving out a huge slate. They're going to be giving out a lot of information. They're essentially going to win Comic-Con. Do you guys know the history of Comic-Con with like the film industry, essentially? Not I do not. Yeah. So if Comic-Con is usually when they do a lot of their big announcements being like, you know, uh, I think event, all the Avengers films were announced at Comic-Con. Um, all, they have all the actors come out there. Uh, this one's going to be a quick one just because we got shit to do. But that really what I'm just trying to say is that this, they could really – right now Comic-Con, it goes – it's maybe the number one movie announcing uh, event of, of like I would say of the year. Are you because going this year? Going this year. Oh, well, how do you feel? No one's gonna be there. Well, everyone, well, hundred thousand tickets were sold, uh, and I think the actors are still gonna be there. There's gonna be still be. It's just, it, it just, it's, it's different. It's gonna be a different feel because I feel like it's just gonna be what Paramount and Warner Brothers. They're the and anything comic related to those two entities are gonna be a part of it. So. That's what I'm saying. Warner Brothers really has a chance with this new DC to be like, scrub everything. Hey, here's the future. Here's what we've got going for us, guys. Here's a little bit more. We gave you guys tidbits before. How about a little bit more here and there? How about this new director coming in? Hey, if I were them, I'd say we're announcing Christopher Nolan's going to be directing a movie for us. James Mangold's going to be directing a movie. Denis Villeneuve, freaking Steven Spielberg. I know he's not. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That would be insane. Yeah. This is where yeah, they this, get a this, show. This would be like, time. Yeah, be we don't time. got much around us, guys. Hey, you guys want to see a quick, uh, a quick reel on Superman? A quick thirty minute, thirty second teaser just for shits and gigs. I Why mean, not? That'd be, they have the opportunity to own Comic Con. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They will run. The, they have a chance to really make a point where this is the first time I think in the last twenty years where there's no, been nobody there besides one group. It's Warner Brothers, and they haven't backed out. And I bet if I were them, if I were them, I'd really That's put a, a moment to stand. I'd up. put a fl- I'd put a flag in the sand and really say, "Hey, we're DC, baby. Don't don't f with us." And also watch Aquaman in December. <laughs> Please God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also we got Blue Beetle coming out. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well, hey, I think that's a great rundown. We took us 55 minutes to get through the news. Uh, hey, we're now our next segment, what we call Le Critic Review from, from us, uh, is we can finally do a review of we got five, we got five quick reviews here. We got, and I think these are things we maybe should do start doing episodes or quick things, maybe just for these, because God, it took us 55 minutes just to get through this part. I don't know. Um, how about this? Before we get into reviews, let's go through what we're watching right now. Uh, Vu, I'd love for you to run through what you're watching currently. I'm sure it's maybe changed from the list, but you know what's on the television Monday through Sunday? Yeah, I, I've been watching BoJack Horseman. I know that show's probably ended for a little bit here now, but I think I watched the first three seasons as they came out, but kind of just stopped cold turkey. But I really do enjoy it, so... 
That's probably my main thing. Manifest. Just finished that. I don't know if anybody here watched it. I've never even heard of that. It's um a show. I think it was on NBC, and then it got canceled, and Netflix picked it up for its last season. That's right. Yep. I have heard of this show. I heard it's not bad. Oh, yeah. with the airplane. Yep, the airplane. Um, flight 828 goes missing, and they're all pronounced dead for like five years, and then all of a sudden, the plane reappears, and the the crew and all the passengers haven't aged a day. You know? So, it's a pretty it's interesting. It's kind of like that? Lost. It's a Is little it bit like Lost? Lost. I was just going to say. Yeah, it's a, it's a worse version of Lost, I would say. <laughs> Dude, so, I'm hearing the Lost is amazing. I, I, I you I'm haven't really seen Lost. I never. I mean, I was, I was probably having sex and drinking and partying. So <laughs> lucky guy. When I was like ten years old. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I've only watched the first two seasons of Lost, though. I think I've heard that. Recommend it. Good though. I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, of course, you should see it all. But I mean, I heard the last season. It is not up to par. I don't think it's bad, but just not up to where it could be. I believe writer's strike affected it as well. Yeah, yep. that's what I heard. So, yep. okay. Uh, outside of that, a little bit of Sopranos. Where, where are you at? Uh, I think I'm on season like three B. Three what? Three B because they split like how HBO has it is three A and three B. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know why they did it that way, but. I'm halfway long, through the show. How long have you been watching Sopranos? I started it last fall. So okay. I took a, a long break, and then now I kind of want to just finish it out. So <laughs> yeah. um, with that, Secret Invasion, and then just wrapped up The Bear, which I'm sure we'll talk about in our La Critique. <laughs> Le Bear. What a great show, guys. What a great show. Yeah. Brad, where are you at, man? Tell me what you're doing. All right. So, again, we'll be getting this in the Le Critique, but I just finished Succession. A lot of opinions about it. Great show. Um, I'm starting to watch Ted Lasso. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a bore. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, Which season? Which season? The last season of Ted Lasso. Okay, good, because the first season I really liked. And it's just... I don't know. I don't know if they're just kind of getting lazy or something, but it's my it's my background show, you know. You're cooking a meal, throw on Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah. Sad to say, but have your iPad that's what out. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm finishing Superstore, which is just my classic workplace comedy that I love to watch. Makes me feel good. And then not a TV show, but I'm watching the Gold Cup as our US national team men's soccer is playing. Nice. I love to hear that. Yeah, we watched it. It was 1-1 uh, last Saturday. Just electric. for Actually, the word, the first 87 minutes was god-awful. Terrible. Until, <laughs> Terrible until the USA came back. And <laughs> that sick goal. That was awesome. What about you, Kevin? What are you watching? All right, guys. I am watching. I'm watching Sopranos. That's taking a lot of my time right now. Secret Invasion. Uh, but I'm not going to lie, Secret Invasion needs to really start captivating me. 
because I've got I've got Sopranos and that takes a lot of time and I've got the bear I got I mean the bear it's easy as watch I I'm also watching the bear God I'm all over the place and I've got <laughs> Always Sunny but I'm telling you right now two shows I might be taking off my list are Silo and Secret Invasion unless they really don't start stepping it up Whoa my buddy Justin has said Silo is an absolute A tier show I know and I'm only I'm only two episodes in Whoa. I will say Rebecca Ferguson, is really, Rebecca Ferguson is really turning it around. My problem is that it seems to me it's a little cheesy, a little bit mm. kind of like something that may have been on Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. I can see but that. Also, I, mean, I think it's like based on a young teen dystopian book, so I can see it. Yeah. What, it, oh, sorry. what is Silo? <laughs> I, I so guess you should first. check it out. It, it's gotten good reviews, and right now it's 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 the, it, a lot of people are talking about it. It's just right now, I think, I wonder if maybe I'm just in a sci-fi funk. But it's essentially, it's these people, at the beginning of this episode, essentially, these people are in this world, this, like, city, underground city that they call the silo. And the outside world, we don't know why. We don't know why they're there. We don't know why, what's happened to the outside world. But the outside world, essentially, has become desolate and unlivable. Um, and essentially, the entire show is just unraveling. I really think you should check it out, the, the trailer. You guys might like it. It's going to be um, my next show. Yeah. Ooh. I just think when I'm Apple has put out such top tier, top of the top tier with Severance. If you ask me, I thought Severance when it came to re, like A plus Ooh. A plus A plus home run, home run. And I guess with Silo, I was expecting that maybe gets there, maybe not there yet for me. So that's a, that's what I would say. Love it. If that makes sense, yeah. Maybe write that down. Check it out. Um, cool. All right, guys. Well, hey, we got some movie reviews next, baby. Let's get it, Lucrative. You guys still feeling it, or do you guys want to go home? I don't know. Are you guys feeling tired? No. I don't know. Movie, movies are fun to me, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me crazy. <laughs> Call me crazy. Succession. Boo and I gave the most non-spoiler review. If I don't even know if we even gave anything away, but Brad and Vu, I want you to hear you guys start off. Brad, you, you're brand new to finishing it, so you've got the you've got the yep. bug or the juice still in your head. Give me your quick review and, and Essentially, start some topics off. We'll jump in and let's just give a quick spoiler. Not quick. You know what? Take however much time. This is one of the greatest shows ever. So, of course, yeah, of take course. it away, buddy. All right. So, basically, it's hard. If you're not watching it in the moment, it's very hard to avoid some degree of spoilers. So, I knew that Tom Wamsgans is going to, you know, he's involved. Something with taking out all three kids. I knew that going in because people love to just, I got to be on Twitter, right? Like, I got to be on Reddit. So, I'm going to see it. Knowing that, still just like some really incredible episodes. Not surprising how it ends because all three yeah. children really are terrible people. <laughs> um, but like some of the better episodes in season four, like the episode where the dad died, wow, honestly almost brought me to tears because performances were very good, very believable. And just like the grief in the moment, really incredible. Really did you, incredible. Did you before, keep going? But did you hear about that on Twitter? Was that was that spoiled for you at all? No, I didn't know. Oh God, it was everywhere. It was all mm-hmm. over. It was talk of the town, man. That's one of the best things about watching Succession this year for me was the was the um, the constant week to week discussion. But keep going. Sorry, Daisy's being funny. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I mean, I've always been a big Tom Wamsgans and Greg fan. I just think that. 
that duo is just hilarious and the That's fact the that dynamic couple right there <laughs> the fact that greg just kept failing and just succeeding i think just made it even better like he was always playing both sides yeah and tom just loved him so much that he just kept him with him and i just loved that yeah and he, and he in true greg fashion he gregged it at the end he gregged it he absolutely gregged it yeah i think the, the scene where tom says he has just enough capital and places the sticker on greg's head is probably oh. one of my favorite from that that season but also the episode of the election like oh that yeah. kind of showed me i don't know how true it is but i can honestly see it being true that like media really have a lot of power and how they can uh, like alter the mindset yep. and the perception and the thinking of society. So I thought that was fucking fascinating that they were trying to play both sides and like which they didn't give a shit who won the election, but they were yeah. just they wanted the person that won to be on their side and like have them in their pocket. So I thought exactly. that was fascinating. Exactly. Yeah. Good show overall. Fuck Roman. I really hated Roman the whole series. Thought he was a real fuck boy. So I'm glad he had his moment where everyone lost respect for him because he couldn't speak at his father's funeral. Kendall, I really, uh, it's a real tragic individual. And uh, I rooted for Kendall, even though he's a terrible person. But good show. I I think Kendall was definitely one of my favorite characters. I think he's a good guy deep down, though. I know you texted that. Brad. He wants to be. I know he. Yeah. Because you could see the hesitation when Mencken was going to win, the really conservative individual who has, you know, some bad views towards people that Shiv was really mad about. But like Kendall didn't want him to to win, but he yeah. just needed the deal to fall through, which is why he had to go with Mencken. Yeah, I was I was pumped in that last episode when I was like, oh wow, Kendall could actually win this, and then. He cracked. Shit. He yeah, cracked. Shit. Shiv steps out of the room and, yeah. I'm the eldest boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. He did. He did deserve it. I would say if he didn't have his father's traits, and they all have the show. Entire show is the idea of these kids. They want to be not their father, but they their father is such an influential person. They he, that he's. He's he's left when he even though he's dead, you're still seeing his father in them, and it, maybe it was brought up more because they all wanted to lead. I would say, yeah. Um, Kendall, you guys, great great point about Kendall. I think the idea of he had, didn't have so much of his father in him, he would have been a great leader. Yeah. But also, his father's what fuels him. There's a lot of dark, and there's a lot. Of, it's the light and the dark. It's the light side and the dark side, and you can't. Have, you got to be able to equal. You know, get the get the good out of them, but also sometimes you need some of that bad. Not necessarily bad, but you got to. You know what I mean? And that's the, it's the character development with that show that makes it number one. I mean, gosh, that last episode, we saw the last moment, the last moment of them truly being like, 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 forget the company, forget the everything that's happened over the last years. Let's have fun again. You know what I mean? Before what it used to be. Let's be brothers and sisters again. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in moments throughout the seasons, but there's always some related. No, we saw them at the. That was beautiful. I the same thing. We were just making that gross drink, hanging with your friends. Yeah, you know, like a meal fit for a king. Thing. God, this this show is. I'm watching Sopranos, and I'm saying this show blows the Sopranos out. If you ask me, it's it's Ooh, it, big man. opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite shows I think I've ever seen. Um, Vu, yeah. give me a review, man. Yeah, I think from you know script down to the acting, down to how the show was shot, I I would agree with you. This is probably one of my favorite shows that I've watched start to finish. 
where the ending was super fit for how the show was constructed. It wasn't a bad ending in my mind, even though I would have liked to see Kendall win it all. <laughs> but yeah, I think Jeremy Strong did such a great job playing Kendall. The actors and actresses in the show did a fantastic job. Everything was done so well. I can't imagine what it took out of some of these actors and actresses to do these roles. Like Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like it just you is such a tragic figure. You yeah, almost, oh. I think you almost had to low key live the the um, the essence of the characters even off screen. I feel like. Yeah, Jesse Armstrong. I was watching a lot of videos, like interviews with him or Jeremy Strong, I should say, the actor that played Kendall is like a method actor too. So he embodies the role completely. Like he wouldn't hang out with the castmates, like uh, Shiv or Roman, outside of scenes because that's he wanted to portray that like when he was in a room with them for the show, he wanted to show like, that's the first time that they've been together in a while. Wow. So, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it takes a lot out of you. And I feel like a lot of that show is improv. It's them essentially becoming their characters and just playing off of each other, feeding off of each other. I can't imagine that show being a, a big retake this scene and action. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause yeah. then that would ruin the flow. The realistic, the realism to it, I guess. I could be incorrect. It could be just part of the whole, the magic of of succession. But, I mean, that's something I always felt when watching. No, I totally agree. Yeah, great show. Great show, great ending. I'm glad I finished it. It kind of, it's, for us it's, to come it's up leaving with a, a hole in my life now. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I feel like I just, I, I can't wait to have a show or our next top 10 list be like our greatest TV shows we've watched. I mean, would we you still have on our last one, you know. Would you guys put Succession on your top ten all time? Top three. Mm. Oh, ah, take it back, take it back, take it back, take it, take it, take it back. <laughs> uh, give me five. Give me top five. Nice. Okay, I think that would be a great side episode too. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of these days with the writer's strike, how much news is going to come out? You know what I mean? That's so we're going to have to have five episodes. Um. Yeah, I think Succession just is the epitome of of this modern day TV. I think it's today's version of what we would say Sopranos was maybe Game of Thrones. I mean, it's better in the sense that it really ended. I mean, there's still a sour taste in a lot of these people's mouth. I mean, I think House of the Dragon really helped that with bringing people back. I think to the Game of Thrones universe, but um, Succession. I mean, I don't want any. I don't want any spinoffs. I don't want anything else besides this. I want just Succession. Don't give me anything else. This is it. It was a it was a masterpiece and. I hope we all can just appreciate what we were able to experience for the last, gosh, five years, I'd say. So, yeah. Um, no, I agree. 10 out of 10 show for me. Not too many of that. Um, yeah. Next on the list of movie reviews. I want to hear Brad go through Asteroid City because I haven't seen it yet. I don't think Vu has either. And I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, Brad, are you okay to give us a quick rundown? Of course. I'll give a no spoiler. Uh, well, I mean, there's it's a Wes Anderson film, it's a simple mm -hmm. review. I got it's a Wes Anderson film, so if you like that aesthetic, you kind of like that tone, you know, how he sets up his scenes, you're gonna like Asteroid City. It's definitely, I'll give it a caveat, I'm not gonna spoil this part, but it's it's like setting as a whole is very strange, kind of a little off putting for me. It was just weird the, the way that. 
you know, it's not just like a movie where like this is the movie. It's kind of a movie within a movie without saying this. too much. I've heard this. I've oh. heard this. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, like that was kind of weird for me. Like it kind of took me out of it a little bit because you're kind of like. It seems break, like every you scene break the fourth like wall. Extra, it seems like every yeah fourth wall slash every scene they want to make it seem like this is a set. We're not actually yeah, in a exactly. City. Yeah, but overall, I mean, it's got the typical Wes Anderson cast. You know, you've got like your Adrian Brody, Which your I other love, names that I can't even back. think of. But it's good if you like Wes Anderson, Tom Hanks, you like Tom Hanks, Will, Owen um, Wilson, is Owen Wilson back. Owen Wilson's not in it, but uh, Scarlett Johansson's in it. Uh, uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Like, it's a big cast. A lot of cool actors and actresses that you'll obviously recognize, especially in previous Wes Anderson films. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say go see it if you like that kind of vibe. Absolutely. What were your, who were some of your favorite actors in it? Whew, I really like Scarlett Johansson. I think she really did uh, really well. Tom Hanks was like a very minor character. Really? Um, you don't see a whole lot of him. But I'm a big Jason Schwartzman fan, and he's in like every single Wes Anderson film. Do you mean The uh, Spot? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the Spot from Spider-Man. Yeah. But I mean, you got Margot Robbie, too, Adrian Brody. Oh, is she in that movie? Yeah, very briefly, but yeah. Oh, cool, man. I didn't know that. So yeah, it's got a big cast. So again... It's Wes Anderson, so you need to go in knowing what you're going to get. I feel like Wes Anderson films, you don't want to see it on a nice HD screen. You probably want to go rent it on VHS somehow, even though you can't. <laughs> like, get it illegally on a VHS and put it Watch into it on a, an analog TV. Yeah. You know, with the dials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I can't wait to be man in, in LA in a couple or next this next month. I'm pumped. Um, Vood, I tell you, I was doing that. What are you doing? I'm going to be in LA. I'm seeing Oppenheimer opening night premiere oh. at the TCL Chinese Theater, baby. Oh my God. Oh. The 1944 Oscars. Right on Hollywood <laughs> Drive in uh, the Walk of Fame, baby. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm seeing so that. Fun. And then we're going to try to sneak a Barbie weekend. We're going to go. Oh, I'm going to get a tour of Warner Brothers. Yeah, man, it's gonna be. We got. We're gonna have a lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not a director after that weekend, fucking shoot. We're never gonna see Kevin again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm an executive producer yeah. now. We're, we're gonna need some filmaholics merch for you to rep out in LA. Cab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's start putting things on on like walls. And be like check out filmaholics. Yeah. Yo. We need stickers. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll see how I can do that. That'd be kind of fun. Um. Cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Asteroid City. I des- that's definitely on my list. Elemental. Brad and I saw that last night. Uh, we, I think, I, I'll speak for myself, uh, just because I'll give you guys a little bit of thinking time. Because I, But I, I really liked it. The love story, I really liked. Now, I will say this about Elemental. At be- in the beginning, I thought it was a little... I didn't like how they got set up to seeing each other. Um, but... Uh, at the end of it, I, I was I was pretty captivated, and I, I ended up really enjoying myself and having a great time with it. Um, but that was just a good love story and classic Pixar. I don't think the reviews did a good job of of, of portraying it at the beginning. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was a great time, and I and and it was uh, it was a good movie. So um, I enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was beautiful to watch. 
beautiful to be a part of. Um, I mean, it's not the best. I'd probably put it in like 10, my 10, like my 10th film out of all the Pixar's. If, if that, I'd really think about it. Um, if I had to go like one through two, because how many, it's been since Toy Story, so it's been at least 20 years now, at least There's close no to it. Way. There's no way you're putting that at number 10. There's got it. There's 10 better ones. You're probably right. All right. Okay. Be. But it's just middle, it's middle, yeah. you know, it's middle not, not up there. You're right. 10 was being very nice. Brad, <laughs> I think you and I are more the same. I just got distracted with the text. I have a wedding. <laughs> I, have to, I have a proposal I have to go to soon um, for a friend. So, uh, Keep going. Yeah, Brad, add to it. We might have to end this a little early because I, I probably should get going soon. Yeah, we can finish it with this this review. But um, ignoring the fact that the average age of the audience that Kevin and I were at was five years old. We were definitely uh, on the older side of the audience. But still, overall, good movie. You know, it's not a Pixar movie that's going to blow you away. That's for sure. But I thought it was, it was a, a really good, it was a good Tuesday. It was a night. really cool yeah. love story, and it was an immigrant story, which I thought was really cool. Yes, and it was just about how different people at first, you know, don't really jive well together in the community, but you come to an understanding eventually, and then there's love and chemistry. Get it? Because elementals. So you know, I thought the the base were there was good. The story was good. Some scenes almost brought me to tears. I'll be honest. I will say that um, too. Yeah. So it was good. I recommend it again. Like it's, you're not going to be disappointed, but you just have to go in knowing that like, this isn't Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'll probably catch it on Disney plus. Would it get released on there? You're, you're part the of the problem. You did not have the conversation last week. <laughs> just just oh, like God that. Damn it. Hey, not, why don't you I'm round not... your kids up and uh, get them to sit on the couch and watch <laughs> I'm not as enticed to go see this in theaters maybe, but definitely would watch it. How about this? It's a good A-list movie. If you got, if you, if Brad and yep. I are paying for A-list, it's for free essentially. It's like, you know what? I got nothing to do tonight. I got a podcast to talk about. It's a good movie to see on A-list. Great I wouldn't point. pay 20 bucks to see it. And while we're on the topic of A-list, I just want to give a shout out to AMC Theaters for just doing such a great job of <laughs> shout out AMC. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sponsoring us yet, but we're working on it. Our people will be in contact with your people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't see now that, but but Vu's entire wall has been painted AMC's logo. He had yep. to take it down. Uh, big guy, big fans here of, of AMC. Vu. Big AMC people over here. Yeah, yeah, Vu. Why have you? And maybe I'll even put in the headline why you should sign up for AMC A list. Um, why haven't you? Why haven't you signed up yet? Twenty bucks a month. It's on my list to do. So I, I think you should, man. It. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at the movies coming out this this fall. Not as good as – I'm glad Brad finally did sign up. I think he was even a little late to signing up. I would say I I, I highly recommend it, man. It's a good time. Yeah. And Rachel and you were – yeah, I mean, if, you see, if I mean, you see two movies a month, you pay for it. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. might as well because AMC guys. sponsors us. Yeah, yep. <laughs> soon we'll be able to give them out for free. I will have AMC tattooed right under our eye. <laughs> our hey. membership numbers. Yeah. <laughs> heartbreak, heartbreak feels good in a place like this, right? Yep. <laughs> good job, guys. Well, hey, guys, I think this was a great episode. I think because I got to run, I feel bad. This is fun, though. Um, it's always great to be able to chat. We got an hour 18 in, so that means I. 
I mean, we're going to be going live soon. We've got things coming up every episode. I feel like every episode, there's always 1% better about things the way we, oh, excuse me, Jesus, uh, go about doing things. We got Instagram. We got Twitter now. Filmaholics Podcast, Filmaholics Entertainment. Um, we're growing. We're now going to be, I think by the end of this night, unless it's my internet, I don't know. Let's, you know what? I'll do a quick check. I'll do a quick check. I do want to apologize to our loyal viewers about my connection issues. To our entourage. That, yep, to our entourage. I'll, I'll get that fixed next time. <laughs> um, Once we get sponsored by Xfinity as well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, we're almost there. But yeah, guys, I mean, it's just, it, as always, it's just a joy. Uh, we're on Spotify, baby. We're there. We Woo! did it. We're official. Let's That's go. how you end an episode. That's how you end That's it. Let's, Let's go. go. Check us out. Filmaholics Entertainment Podcast. All right. All right. Love you guys. Hey, everyone. Love all the fans. Enjoy your guys' night. And peace. Fucking peace. always for that, baby. All right. See y'all.